0: All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS office hours. It is Tuesday, September 5th of 2023. The NFL season is upon us here with kickoff slated for uh, about 48 hours from now so it is going to be the first week with nfl here so it should be a very busy show today i saw a ton of questions already but for those of you who are new here welcome my name is andrew i'm one of the coaches over here at Sabersim's the show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app answer any and all dfs related questions you get your questions in one of three ways first off send us an email support at sabersim.com. Second way, post it live in the YouTube chat or three, post your question in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description of this video. You get access to all of our similar channels, see when lineups are released, see when players are scratched, see when sims run for that updated news, get access to all of our individual sport channels where you can ask sports specific questions, get feedback from members of the community and other members of the Saber Sim team aside from myself. So great place to be, great place to hang out if you're trying to to learn and grow as a DFS player. But looking ahead to today, we have a 10-game MLB main slate. There is also a Millie Maker tonight. So shout out to anybody with a Millie ticket or anybody uh, playing that contest tonight. Uh, with that being said, I'm gonna get the app pulled up here. Um, and like I said, you know, kickoff is on Thursday. So happy to start talking about some NFL strategy or uh, you know, uh, looking at projections, seeing what's going on. Oh, uh two things for you guys. Thursday, going to be a joint stream. Me and Jordan going to be talking specifically NFL showdown. And then on Friday, going to have Jordan back again. And then we are going to be discussing main slate strategy for the weekend. So you're going to get two NFL-focused streams this week, one on Thursday for showdown, and then one on Friday for uh, for week one here. So be on the lookout for those. But. Uh, Starting off today, we are going to start in the Office Hours channel. We're plenty of questions over the weekend here. So I think where it makes sense to start is this first question we have from Simple Chef here. And this question says, can we dive into... The after the contest sims are run and sorting by saber score versus ownership, ROI, basically all of the available sorting metrics to you here. And then, second part of the question said any recommendations on when one could be better than the other slate size sport variants of the sport size of the contest entered, etc. I'm sure there are a million ways to look at this, but hoping you uh, behind the scene folks could, uh, that have ran this a million times, sprinkle some crumbs for me. Appreciate you all. So what I do want to say here is that uh, just remember guys, if you are on the, um, pro plan or the ultimate plan here what you can do is you can if you join our discord you get access to our pro exclusive videos so our pro exclusive videos are basically content where we take a deep dive into dfs uh strategy and theory and and um just thinking about different ways to approach uh dfs and some of the hard-hitting questions that might be uh, a little advanced for for uh for like some some more casual type players here but just really getting into the weeds on some of these concepts and uh those videos are available in a pro videos channel in our discord so if you guys uh sync up your discord with your SaberSim account join that channel then then you will get access to those videos so they're technically youtube videos but there's not like a playlist where you can go and find them so they're going to live in the discord. So, uh, first place I would start is there, I believe somebody mentioned that here. I think it was Tim said, I'm sure Andrew will go over some of that stuff for you, but uh, you should check out the recent pro video that came out Friday. So it was a video with uh, Jordan and Matt discussing exactly that. So that is probably, you know, aside from the 5,000 lineups that you get from upgrading from standard to pro, the pro exclusive videos are probably my second favorite thing. That you get access to, so we try to do them about once a week. Here, we did take a little break while we were testing the SaberSim 3.0, and uh, but but now that that is out, we are jumping back into that. So check out that video. But uh, I'll I'll give some of my own initial thoughts here. Um, I think that Saber Score is still viable here, but basically, Saber Score is the way we created Saber Score was through contest back testing, was through running contest sims. The problem with it is that this it cannot be um as as specific as contest specific as a contest sim can so when you run a contest sim here you go to settings you go to contest sims you are putting in the information for the actual contest that you are playing right you're putting the contest size the percent to first the entries paid and then the number of sims that you want to run and then for the ownership uh for the field lineups you can pick from our dropdown of, uh, 12 or 13 options here, right? What Sabre score does Sabre score is a little more all encompassing. So it is, uh, basically it is, it is, it is that right. But it is not as specific. Like we have to run a bunch of contest Sims for a bunch of different contests and say, okay, uh, how do we encompass them all in this metric that accounts for as many things as it possibly can. Right. So the nuance, the, the fine details, Uh, get a little lost with Saberscore, but ultimately it is still a good sorting metric here. And then, uh, like you said, when you run the contest, Sam, you get the ROI, you get the win rate, cash rate, ROI, standard deviation. Uh, My opinion is that, you know, I I think that some of these metrics are better as like a secondary metric. Like if you are building a custom metric and you are adding in variables, uh, maybe one thing that you can do here is, have a variable, have have a metric that includes like cash rate as a variable, right? Where you want to account for some of that a little bit, but you don't want to account for it a ton, right? You don't want that to be like the, the end all be all metric, like ROI. I think that, you know, if you run a contest in, you can just come in here and then you can sort by ROI. And let's actually just kick off a contest sim so we have one to work with here i'll just do like a basic one like this i'll let this run in the background while we chat but you know i don't i don't mind ever coming in here going to your sorting metric and then just sorting by highest roi lineups right roi is going to account for win rate it is going to account for cash rate right those things are what make up the roi of the lineup here right and if i go to this contest sim i can sort by roi see which lineups returned the most, um, on average here. And then I can see, you know, some of these secondary metrics, right. And then just remember guys that you guys can scroll down now. If there's uh, too many metrics here, you guys can do that? But, um, but yeah, so, so ROI is like a a standalone metric. I would say some of these other ones, I think that you could use them as, as safety nets, right? One big thing here is that some of these ROI lineups are going to be super high leverage. Uh, the reason that they're high, high ROI is because Uh, You know, when they hit, they do so well. And, And that's like really the big thing here. Hold on. Let me get this out of the way. All right, and then let me scoot this over so we can see the ownership. So so this is like a big thing that I've noticed sorting by ROI. Some of these highest ROI lineups have these really, really low ownerships. And basically what happens in the sim is that, hey, these guys are so low-owned when they go off. And then when you roster these guys, uh, your, your chances of winning are very, very high, right? But these make these lineups very boomer bust. So one thing that Matt talked about was – creating a metric that includes some type of some ownership or pro projected score, something to give yourself a little bit of a, uh, a baseline or, or something that is not so ultra leveraged. Right. So that's why I like using cash rate as like some secondary metric. So maybe you come in here, create a custom metric that is ROI, uh, coupled with cash rate. So cash rate is basically your, uh, you're you're kind of like a safety net, your measuring stick here right? I want to I want to work in cash rate because I don't always want to play the most leveraged lineups, right? And then if we go and we sort by cash rate here, uh you're going to see that these ownerships for these players are a lot higher, right? So like basically all of our batters in the ROI, the top ROI lineup, we're actually like 1% owned, you know, 0.5% owned. And then if we go and sort by cash rate, you know, you see all these guys 19% owned. 13% owned, uh, mix in a 5% owned Nolan Arenado and some other low owned Cardinals, but basically every is above 5%, right? So this is like, this is like the balance that I'm talking about striking this balance between, Hey, I want to play lineups with high ROIs, but I also want to play lineups, uh, that, that are, you know, not so ultra leverage. And then we can see the SIM ROI for this lineup that we're talking about is only 67%, right? So this is a lot lower than our top ROI lineup. So trying to figure out how to balance those things I think is going to be uh the best thing that you can do here. I don't know if there's a great way to do it, but um I like like yet I I haven't, you know, experimented with it enough yet, but watching those pro videos, talking in the discord, asking questions, you know, hearing feedback from other SaberSim team members here is going to help you guys out. And then just a question in regards to uh this one here. Uh Brad said, how do you create the ROI metric to use it as a filter like Jordan and Matt were filtering? Uh, greater than 0.25% ROI in the pro video. So all you have to do is just run this contest sim. If you are on the ultimate plan, you will have access to contest sims. Run the contest sim using the screen button up here at the top. And then these metrics will appear under your uh, sorting metrics once the contest sim is finished. And then Betty Hanna said, please drop some more crumbs. Uh, should, should we hedge the high ROI? Some of those high ROI lineups are extremely risky. Too risky, I had to top uh, 20 filled with uh White Sox, Kansas City, and did not cash. Also, where do I find the R A ROI? I can't seem to find it when I create a new metric. Okay, so a couple of good questions. So Benny Han, like that's kind of exactly what I'm talking about, right? You're getting these super risky, super uh um leveraged. What's the word I'm looking for? Just just lineups overall, sorting by ROI. And then when the builder finds that that thing that it wants to do, the thing that is returning the high ROI, then it's just going to jam those plays in, right? So we see like all of our top exposures here, our Rockies, our top, three exposures in our 20 lineups are all Rockies and they're all batters, uh, 60%, 65%, 75%, right? So I still think that diversification is important. I still think that many uniques are important. I still think it is important to balance out your portfolio, right? And you're going to sacrifice some ROI to do that. And you can visually see that now, right? You are seeing the, the ROIs that are being returned from the contest sim. So like if we go down here to our last lineup, in our set of 20 here, the ROI for this lineup right here says 194%. if I, you know, we've talked about this concept in the past, like, Hey, you're going to trade ED for diversification. Now you can see it. Now it is a, a number that is visible. And so we always talk about, Hey, you know, try and go like 25 to 50% into your pool. Well, I have a pool of 500 here. Let's see what I crank my mini uniques up to. I'm going to go down to lineup up 51. Uh, my ROI is still kind of high. So I actually like using SIM ROI as a measuring stick. Like, Hey, uh, now I know how far I, I can go with mini uniques. Right. If I go mini Neeks eight, uh, my last lineup is negative 7% ROI. Maybe I went too far now, right? I have a couple of lineups that are negative ROI in the contest sim. So then now I might just drop down to seven and then now I'm back in the positive at 48% here. So I think that, you know, this for me is going to be my new measuring stick. I was always somebody who wanted to be cautious with my mini uniques because I wanted to value higher Sabre score lineups. Well, now I actually might be a little more willing to use higher mini uniques because I can see that these lineups are still uh, playing out well in the contest sim and returning with positive metrics here. So... That is uh, one thing that I'm going to be changing in my process with this update is is uh, just having this measuring stick is going to help me to max out my diversification to a number where I feel comfortable with and I can visually tell. Uh, great question here. It said, where is the RA So I don't see it here at the moment. Uh, RA ROI is risk adjusted ROI, return on investment here, um, more, m- more conversation to come. Uh, in regards to that, but basically uh, I'm not seeing it. So don't know where it went. I'm not sure why I'm not seeing it. So let me make a note here, uh, where did R-A-R-O-I go? And I will get back uh, to you guys tomorrow uh, after I talk to the team after today's show. All right, going to keep it rolling here. Uh, Question from C-Brad. See, Brad said, when doing showdowns, is there any way to set it so the min unique doesn't just switch a captain to a flex? So good question. So the answer is no. And the reason for that, so basically what uh, what Brad is saying here is like, hey, you know, if you have – or actually, I don't want to go to the main slate. I want to go to Thursday's uh, showdown slate here. So let's go to NFL. Let's go to the 7th. And we have the Detroit Casey. Uh, showdown slate here, so just gonna build a couple lineups real quick here. Get 500 going, but basically, so the thing is that like Patrick Mahomes captain is technically a different player than cap than Patrick Mahomes in the flex. DraftKings assigns them. Two separate player IDs. So, although that that it is technically the same in real life player, uh, according to DraftKings, the captain version and the flex version are different. So, if you have min uniques set to one, you know you could have you could have the the same six players, but one could be in the captain and then get flipped. So, for example, we have this lineup with Josh Reynolds captain, Mahomes, Jared Goff, Jameer Gibbs, Sky Moore, and 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 ASRB here. I'm on Ross Saint Brown uh, what I could do is I could use these same six players, but swap Brown into the captain and then Reynolds into the flex. And then that would technically be a viable lineup, uh, abiding by the mini leagues here. So if you don't want that, if you don't want that one for one swap here, um, you would just have to crank your mini leagues higher, but I would just be a little careful doing that here. Right. So technically, um, you would have to go all the way up to three mini uniques here because two mini uniques would would account for ARSB going to captain and then Reynolds going to flex here so if you didn't want that you would have to run mini uniques at three here and then you can just see how far down in your pool you're going you know out of 500 lineups you i uh, you're, you're looking for the top 20 it we only had to go down to lineup 31 to get 20 lineups that had at least three players different so only having to go down to lineup 31 makes me feel pretty comfortable using this number. If we had to go way, way further down, like lineup two, 300, just to get this small change here, I would be a little more uh, skeptical of doing this approach. But since we are not having to dip too far into the pool, I think this is fine. But just remember what you're losing here, right? A lot of times in showdown, you know, you have to, especially for NFL showdown, you usually have to build the optimal lineup to win. So a lot of times you'd have five pieces that are correct and you just needed a one for one swap, right? Maybe instead of Richie James, you needed to um, roster some other cheap player like Justin Watson, right? Switch Richie James and Justin Watson. And then boom, you now have the optimal up. Uh, if that's the case, you were going to basically block yourself out of doing that with this mini unique set at three. So understand what you are trading when you are doing that. All right, Uh, baseball question here from Jay Sam Jr. So what is a good way to find pitchers to attack with the batters with the highest upside? So a couple things here. Um, If you are looking for upside here and just going to go back to MLB here, I think that, you know, this might be a good opportunity to take advantage of the player percentiles here. So the, what I'm thinking about here, right, so if, if we go to pitchers, and then we're just going to sort by highest projected to lowest. Uh, one thing I think here is that, you know, a, a good game for Garrett Cole is a lot different than what a good game for Kyle Freeland looks like, right? Uh, a good game for Kyle Freeland might be, you know, six innings, and one earned run and six strikeouts, right? And then a a good game for Garrett Cole might be, you know, a complete game shutout, right? And that is reflected in their salaries. That is uh, reflected in their projection here. But it's also reflected in their percentiles, right? And you can go and you can look at these 25th, 50th, 75th, 85th, 95th, 99th percentiles here and just reiterate, right? If you are looking at the 95th percentile projection for Garrett Cole, basically this is the score that he scores 5% 5% of the time. So across all of our simulations for that game, we're saying that Garrett Cole gets 38.8 fantasy points, 5% of the time, or at least that much, right? Basically that is what we are saying. So what you can do here, uh is sort by upside and then go and look at, at the lowest pitchers who are going to pitch today. Right? So what I would probably do is just grab my 99th, scoot it over here, just drag it across so I can be uh, closer to my projection and, and you know, salary and all these other things that I want to see here. And then just see, like, who has the the lowest upside here, right? And then I don't really care about all of these uh, non-starters here. But a couple things that I'm seeing here right off the bat is that Nathan Eovaldi, like, looks pretty low for his salary here. Um, you know, he is 10,400 salary here pitching versus Houston. Houston is a very good hitting team. They've been very hot here. And then, um, you know, he, his, his percentile is, is fairly low here. So kind of surprised to see it this low. Maybe he's on some type of pitch count that I'm unaware of. Cause I don't, I don't think he's been pitching a ton here, but this would be one way to like do that kind of research to try and find somebody who is, mm-hmm. um, somebody that you want to, possibly stack against right somebody that you want to um play batters against on the other side so just one one angle there to take but check it out you know i think there's a lot of ways to use this information in the app to help you like do some research and and form some opinions about the slate all right um good question here from nika Mika said, so we, should we consider adjusted ownership over SaberSim ownership? I haven't had much luck with the Sims yet. I mean, I'm getting lineups that don't even crack 50 points. Okay. So just remember that adjusted ownership and SaberSim ownership are different. And what they do, right? Uh, where is my Saber sim ownership? Let me, just, let me just reset my columns here. Reset to default. So if you guys ever, you know, having issues with the columns, just right-click on any column, go to this hamburger menu on the right, go to edit columns, and you use this reset to default button. Once you click it, you click apply. Everything will go back to the way it was before here. So um, why do I have average ownership? So I don't know where my SSOm column is, but that is the column that is in my own right now. So we'll just look at my own and compare it to adjusted own. So just remember here that my ownership is what we expect these players uh, to be rostered at. So we are saying that we expect about 34% of the lineups in whatever contest you're using here to roster Garrett Cole. The lineups in that contest are going to roster Garrett Cole at about 34% here. That's our estimate. Adjusted ownership, what this number is, this number looks at the player's range of outcomes, and then it says, hey, based on this player's range of outcomes, what do we think he his ownership should be should it be uh more should it be less uh th- this adjusted ownership is really like a variance calculation so it says ownership rating adjusted for average ownership at the player's position and their projected variance here so just remember that we are taking into in taking their variance into account here and This adjusted ownership for Garrett Cole is actually lower than his contest ownership. So that is telling me that, Hey, he is a pretty solid play. And then when I pull up his range of outcomes here, his mean projection of 18.1 is actually not even his most likely outcome. He has all of these higher outcomes in the 25 to 30 point range um, that, that are happening more often than his mean. It's some of these negative point outcomes where he is getting, you know, negative one point or zero point that is, Pushing his, pushing his mean down here, but ultimately the Sims are telling us that, hey, he is a pretty solid play. So that is what adjusted ownership is trying to do here. It It is a lot more exemplified when you look at batters, right? When you look at Francisco Alvarez, the catcher for the Mets here, you know, his adjusted ownership is much higher than his contest ownership. And that is because his range of outcomes does not look like Garrett Colts. His most likely outcome is zero points 26% of the time and then 22% of the time he's getting less than five points. So from this graph in the Sims, 48% of the time Francisco Alvarez is scoring less than five points and his mean is 8.25. So the Sims, are our adjusted ownership is telling us, hey, be careful not playing him in too many lineups because although he might look like a great play on paper, um, you know he is a very high variance player here. So just uh, be careful with the amount of times you roster him. And we are taking this into account and working this into the Sims for you here. But this is our way of showing it to you, giving you an idea of what we are doing. Oh, Benny is Nika. Awesome. Good to know. Did not know that. All right. Uh, question from Honapita here. Question says, says, hi guys. In NFL showdown, one, is it better to X out players? I do not want in the captain pre- or post-build? Is it better to set max salary pre-build or run a build and then set a salary filter? Okay, really good question here. So what I would suggest, and let's just go back to that Detroit-KC game on Friday and we'll talk about this a little bit. This is something that we will cover on um, Thursday as well. I will make a note here to ask Jordan about this because I'm, I'm actually curious and I think this would be a solid question For Thursday here but basically I don't love setting a salary cap before the build here so we said is it better to set max salary pre-build so I actually like setting max salary post build here and really for me I try and think of showdown different than I think of classic slates so for showdown I am trying to take a pool of say 500 lineups and then I am trying to shrink that pool down to the lineups I want to take with me into my contest. I'm kind of approaching my showdown builds as, Hey, how do I get rid of lineups and then end up with the ones I want to play in a classic slate? I'm trying to build as many lineups as I think are viable. And I'm trying to get as unique as possible. I'm trying to diversify that portfolio showdown completely different beast here. So I'm not as worried about diversification in showdown. I'm okay. Taking these big stands, but that's because you know you need that one game script from the Sims here, right? Our play-by-play Sims are gonna give you the most accurate game scripts, and that is what is gonna help you uh to find the optimal construction for your showdown contest. So that's why I like to play it. So for me, I want to start with with no bars. I want to I wanna give you know the Sims free reign, build whatever lineups that the Sims are providing and then start getting rid of start getting rid of them. So do a max salary, get rid of Captain um, you know, get rid of some geo mean lineups that I think are going to be duplicated. Like, like whatever I want to do, uh, you know, maybe I'm looking at my, my team stacks, right. Uh, am I going to play a bunch of five, one KCs? Am I going to play a bunch of four, two KCs? Because that's probably what a lot of people are going to play with KC being the favorite. So, you know, do I want to limit the amount of stacks I play, uh, from the favorite, right? So, so I like to start with uh, no rules, no no bo- no bars, and then shrink it down. But that's not the only approach, right? There are plenty of successful D- NFL showdown players that are doing something completely different. So not to say there's a wrong or right way. I'm just going to tell you what I like to do and the reason that I like to do it. But I'm happy to ask Jordan that question when he comes on the show on Thursday, and then we could circle back on that one. All right. Good question here from the piano teacher. Question says, question about combinatorics. I'm noticing sometimes, even with many uniques way up, I'm still getting a lot of players sticking to each other even after running contests. Same as, for example, last MLB Slate, I had a majority of the Red Sox stacks, but very little Yoshida. It seems most of my stacks had the same core three or four players in each. If you turn down correlation, you end up getting less five stacks. Any strategies on what we could use to break up the clumping of players a little bit more? Seems like another layer of the uh, lineup diversification I just haven't quite grasped yet. Thanks for all the help. Great question here. Um, so let's go back to that MLB slate for tonight here. And one thing that I like to do when I'm building my lineups. So let's say that, you know, I'm getting a lot of one particular team, right? And it doesn't look like that's happening a lot at Mini Unique 7, but let's go back to Mini Neaks of one, right? I'm getting 75% Colorado. Maybe I'm okay with the with the 75% Colorado, but maybe. Like you said, you know, I'm not getting access to the entire lineup and I want to just have more access to the lineup. How can I do that? Right? So one way I like to do that is go to players and then go to team here. And then I'm just going to filter for the team. So I'm going to filter for Colorado here. I'm going to go to all batters. And then now I'm looking at the Colorado batters, right? I'm just going to sort by order so I can see uh, one through nine here. So then I'm going to scroll over to my exposure I'm actually just going to bring my exposure over here to put them in view. So get exposure, get pool. Now I can see the order. Now I can see the projection, the salary and my pool and, and regular exposure here. Right? So one thing that I'm noticing here is that in my 75% Colorado stacks, I have zero lineups with their number seven hitter. I don't love that. That is not something that, um, Makes me, you know, uh, gives me the warm and warm and fuzzies, right? I, if I'm going to have that much of a team, I want to have access to all the players. So, what I would do here is filter for the team, go by order, check out some of these values, right? And then go over to my min exposure here. And then I would just increase my exposure to Montero. And then what I'm going to do here is I'm going to set a 15% minimum exposure requirement to basically all batters in the lineup. So, what I'm trying to tell the builder is, hey, I want to make sure that I have access to everybody here. And let's make sure that I get a little bit of everybody. So I don't, oh, I'm sorry. I'm adjusting ownership. I think Mm -hmm. 15, why? okay. Then, um, so don't know why my exposures are not changing. That is pretty weird. So step one, troubleshooting. Do a hard refresh. Control slash command plus shift plus R here. Gonna you, know, you know basically like clear the cache for you and uh, give you just give the app a solid once over here. Update projections, all that good stuff. And then I'm going to try that again here. So go back to Colorado. Still sorted by order. Go to my min exposure here. Going to set a min exposure of 15% to Montero. And boom, that fixed it. Great. So then I'm going to do 15% to Ryan McMahon Don't know why that happened, but hey, sometimes it happens and we have to deal with it. All right. So now I've increased everybody in Colorado to 15%. So they're in, in at least three lineups. Uh, maybe I don't want to play more than 75%, right? So then I'm just going to put a cap at 75% here and make sure that my exposure still look good. And... Now only getting 10% Nolan Jones and then just come back here. Right. So a little bit back and forth, a little bit of massaging, right? This is what I would call like massaging your exposures, like just kind of dialing them in, getting them exactly right here. Uh, One thing that I didn't mention that I did at the end here, I do like to set this max exposure to the team. So it's like, Hey, you want to play 75% Colorado? Fine. Let me lock in that number and then let me go and increase those exposures to the individual players. Now I'm making Saber Sam make some hard decisions. If I don't put this max exposure, the builder's just going to add more lineups with the team, but that's not really my goal, right? My goal was to diversify this team in, in some way, right? So I want to I want to get more access to all the players in the lineup, but I don't really want to play any more stacks at this point. So setting that max team stack exposure is uh, just one little trick that I like to do there. All right, solid question here. Um... Oh, solid question there. Thank you for that one. Going to keep it rolling. Uh, Looks like Mika had a little bit of back and forth here with shady advice. I will catch up on this thread here and then respond with any thoughts that I have, but not going to be able to read this five message thread here. So just going to jot it down. And then if anything that I want to follow up on, I would just follow up there. Okay. Next question here in the Office Hour channel really quickly uh Han. in regards to the last one says, is there an easier way to increase multiple players i tried to match exposure to ownership on players and it was not working plus if the player is at a minimum of zero you can't put five percent below the minimum and then also said that shady answer me don't worry about that one okay understood all right um question says there's not like an easier way to do it at the moment here. So one thing, what we're talking about is basically matching ownership to exposures here. So if you click on this little wheel icon and then hide all this ownership, we have this match exposure to ownership button here. And then when you do this, it's going to bring up this range and it's going to tell you, hey, how far below the ownership do you want to go or how far above do you want to go? And then when I hit save here, these values are going to get inserted into the player's uh, minimax exposure fields here. So, like, this is a really good tool for building custom field lineups. Like, maybe you know, you have your own ownership projections, and then you want to come in here and then you want to um, upload your ownership and then build field lineups with those new values. This is what I would do I would upload that ownership, I would click the wheel, I would click match exposures to ownership. Those are all going to get moved into the min and max exposure columns. And then I would basically run a build and then these will be your new field lineups. And then I would just right click on the workspace and then rename it. And then just, you know, say my field lineups and then open a new workspace to build your own lineups and then go from there. So uh, the, uh, aside from that, there's not like a great way to do it. We are going to uh, add a global max exposure option here as a right click option under the max exposure column here so be on the lookout for that but aside from that i don't have any other great ideas there all right next question says can you please go over sim dupes in contest flashback don't you factor in actual dupes in contest flashback don't you simulate the contest with the lineups that were actually played in that contest thank you okay so um good question about dupes in contest flashback I will take this one back to the team here and, and let you guys know. So I will go and talk to our data scientists and see what they have to say here, but they're probably going to be able to give you a better answer than I'm going to be able to give you right now. So let me, uh, jot this one down and then I can circle back on this one and get you a solid, a solid answer. So I will circle back there. All right. D mighty duck here said, Hi, all. I'm new here and not sure where to post this, but was wondering if anyone is free today. Tell me, iron out a few things with the simulator and try to accomplish a few things. I'm going for Much appreciated. So if you have questions, this is definitely the place to ask them here. So don't be afraid to ask as many questions as you want. All right. Question from Wally here. Well, he said, how do we add primary players in the NFL lineup rules? So if you go to your settings here, go to lineup rules. Maybe I want to have like some if then rule. Uh, so what I would do here is go to add new rule. I would go to group and then I would go to, uh, you can do this manually or you can do this automatic. I'm going to do an automatic one here. So go to group, automatic, change use to if here. And then what you are going to say, actually, we have to do this manually. So if you want to do like primary and secondary players, uh, this is the way you do it under manual, uh, if you want to be like super specific. So if I want to say, just, just know whatever box is green here, but that's this green outline. This is what you are, Your the players that you add are going to go to that box. So I can just toggle back and forth between them. So if I want to say, uh, if I use Garrett Cole, then I want to use, um, I don't know, I was thinking Aaron Judge, but I don't see him. So maybe I want to go to the Yankees here, filter for the Yankees. Aaron Judge. So if I use Garrett Cole, I also want to use Aaron Judge as a secondary player. So use these little icons here on the left-hand side to add players to those boxes. But you can just toggle back and forth, and then you can save that. And then now, anytime I build, if I have Garrett Cole in a lineup, I will also have Aaron Judge. And then that, that rule is checked, and you should be all set. All right. Uh looks like GM33 helped me out with this one here, but just gonna uh run over it for anybody else watching who may have this question here. But basically, question says uh one technical question I have is how do I upload my own projections into Sabersim? I uploaded a file, but it is still showing Sabersim projections. I don't know why this is not uploading here for me but it's okay. So if you want to upload custom projections, what you do is you go to this upload button. You can do two things. One, you could copy and paste it into the field. Or two, you could use the upload CSV button. Once the data is in here, make sure that column headers match the columns that you have the data in. So make sure the projection matches, make sure the ownership matches, et cetera, et cetera here, right? Once you save this, it is going to populate in this my projection column here. And then from there, you will be able to name it. You should get like a pop-up that allows you to name it automatically here. And then it will even create a, num- a custom column for your data. Um, if you want, you can hit cancel and then just leave it in the My Projection column. But I don't see like a lot of great reasons for doing that here. We also have a tutorial in our help doc. So in the top right corner, go to Help will open up a pop-up here which will take you to our support library which is what gm33 ultimately uh showed mighty duck here so in our support support library you can go to frequently asked questions go to view more here and then mm-hmm. just type um uh, custom projections, maybe custom projections in the top, it says how to upload custom projections. This is the video that you will want to watch a lot of good videos in our support library. We've done our best to update them for the new additions to the app here. So check these out if you guys have any questions, but also happy to answer them here on the show as well. All right, jumping back to SaberSim here and next question from Kevlar. Question says, in the new Saberton post build, how do you filter lineups by player stacks, etc.? Little magnifying glasses with a plus minus aren't next to the player stacks in projections anymore, thanks. Okay, so let's go back to our lineups here and let's go to team stacks. And I believe you just have to right click on the team. So when you go to teams, like if I want to look at Colorado, I just right click. And then it says show only lineups with this team, or then it says hide lineups with this team. So these are your plus and minus magnifying glasses. And then from there, you can just click on one. And then now I can see the 15 lineups with Colorado in my set of 20. So we did move it um, mostly just to save space for, I believe like mobile specifically here, Uh, mobile, these, these uh, fields can get a little cluttered. So trying to just save as much space as we can. So I think a, General rule of thumb with the new saber sim going forward is if you cannot do something that you want, try right clicking. Like that is almost always gonna be uh, the best option here. And then on mobile, uh, the way you right click is you just hold and press. So it's called like a long press. If you uh, just hold hold it down for like two or three seconds, whatever field it is, will pop up. So try that out. All right. Uh, scrolling down here, another question from Mighty Duck here. Question says: When downloading a pool of players, how can I reformat the download where instead of player ID, it is the player name itself? For example, below in a screenshot of what my Excel sheet looks like uh, when I export the lineups. How do I format where QB, running back, etc. are? The names of the players. So, in order to do this, you are going to have to um, do it via some type of of Excel formula, kind of like Fisty was talking about here. So, you would have to download the projection table, and then you would have to put the lineups with the download. I've done an example of this on the show before, so let me try and find it here for you guys. So, I'll make a note here: uh, D Mighty Duck we've done it in the past office hours on like a slow day. And so I will find that clip and then I will post it in the office hours channel in a thread to show you. So, uh, let's see index match tutorial. And that should help you out. So let me find that video and I will get it over to you. All right. Question from snowman here. Question says, I think this new builder is different than last year for the NFL when you make a uh build can you change the lineup in the same build like build 1 build 2 um so if okay so a couple things here so let's say that you know you want you built these lineups and now you want to um do something else with them a couple you have a couple options here you can right click build 1 and you can clone it when you clone it it is going to open up a second workspace with all of this same uh, table information, right? So any any adjustments you made to, maybe you're like tinkering with projections and you're like moving things up and down, you're setting minimax exposures, adjusting ownership. When you clone it, it's going to take all that information into a second workspace for you. Second thing I think you might be saying here is, can you change the build in the same build, like build one, build two? So, so build one, build two, like that's what I'm thinking about is, is taking all of this information and then moving it to a second build to do new things with. So if that's not what you're talking about, let me know. Um, you know, the workflow I would say in the app has changed with our all-in-one build that we're calling it here, but the sim engines, the models are, are, have not changed, right? The optimizer hasn't changed. Uh, we're always updating our models, but ultimately, you know, all of, the way that that works hasn't really changed much. So whatever my point is, whatever you were able to do on the old Saber Sim, you should be able to do on the new Saber Sim and more. We try to not take away features, but just add features for you guys here. All right. Uh, Question from Zoo York. Question says, after running contest sims and sorting, is there a quick way I can download my top 150? Yes, there certainly is. So uh, you see these three icons here on the right. There's a star icon, which is saved to favorites. What this will do is that it will move these 20 lineups into this favorites tab. This is a great way to build multiple builds with uh, different game scripts or different angles on the slate and then combine them and, and then fill them all to a single contest. So if I wanted to do 20 lineups from build one, I would click this favorites. Uh, you see this favorites icon is, uh, the star is green and then it is lit up now. So then once I click into this, I'm going to see those 20 lineups that I just used. Then if I had built two, I could move 20 lineups into this. And then from here, I could save them to my contest, right? I think a lot of people are going to use that for NFL showdown probably here. Uh, second option is save to contest. This is where you go to upload an entries file and then fill it uh, to the contest here, right? This third option is save to CSV. This is not the CSV that you upload to DraftKings. This is just a CSV of the lineups, which you can uh, use in some outside process. So a lot of people, you know, build pools of lineups with SaberSim, take the lineups and then put them through their own magic uh, that they have behind their own scenes, right? So the save to CSV button is going to download however many lineups you are looking at. So if you have 20 lineups here, it's going to download 20. If you have 150, it's going to download 150, You can also go to pool and then use the same save to CSV button. This is going to download all 500 lineups in your pool. So just you have a couple options here with my lineups pool, or you could even download the lineups in the trash apparently here, Uh, which don't know why you would use that, but it is an, an option for you guys here. And then just before we move on to the next question, there was one more from Zoo York. Question says... Is there a way to import lineups and run contest sims? So yes, there is. So if you open up a um, a new workspace here, so for my Build Two workspace, I'm just gonna right click on it. Actually, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna open a new workspace, and then I have this upload pool option if I right click it. So I have this Build Three workspace. If I click upload pool, that is how you upload lineups to SaberSim, and then from the Build Three, you just put in the contest sim settings. And then, you know, maybe you want to upload lineups and you want to run a contest sim against the lineups from build one, or maybe you want to run them against one of the Saber Sim uh, generated field lineups here, right? That is how you do that. So use the upload pool and then you can upload your lineups and then run as many contest sims as you want. All right. Jumping into this next question from Rook. Question says, and then uh, Z York said, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, man. Happy to help. All right. Question says, I am on the ultimate plan and I want to be able to sort my pool of lineups by ROI, risk adjusted ROI, and projected points combined. So basically I would create a metric that would show the best lineups using the three above sorting methods weighted to my liking. Example, 50% ROI, 25% risk adjusted ROI, 25% projected points. My hope would be that Using the above, I would get lineups that have a good ROI with less risk and higher projected points. Would that be possible? Hopefully, I explained it correctly. So, yes, I'm following you 100%, and you can definitely do this, right? So, go to the sorting metrics here and then go to add metric. And then, once you go to add metric, uh, once you have to run the contest sim first, but basically, once the contest sim is generated, then you can come in here and use those options. So, I do see risk adjusted ROI under this drop down. I don't know why it wasn't under the other drop down, but you can come in here. You know, I could do, what was it? ROI. And then I'm going to add a variable and then I could do risk adjusted ROI. And then I can add another variable and I can do my projection here. Uh, the way you want to do it, you know, is it be careful, right? With some of these. So there's rank, there's value and there's normalized value. So normalized value is going to put put it the the top ROI is going to be 100 and then it's going to go descending from there what rank is going to do is give you a number from 1 to 500 or 1 to however many lineups are in your pool and then value is going to be the actual ROI percentage that you see in the app so be careful using these things here um understand how big of the numbers are so like if you want all the variables to be the same and then just wait them 50 25 25 I would probably so you, Suggest using normalized for all three here. And then if you do my projection, some normalized, so they're all normalized, and then you can go in and add your weights and then do uh, 50%, 25%, 25%. This will make them all even here. But if you use something like value, while your projected points are, you know, 90 points, and then your ROI can be, um, you know, 200%. So that 200 is going to vastly outweigh the, my projection. So kind of making them all equal with normalized is, is probably a good option here that I would recommend, but that is how you do that. All right. We are all caught up with questions in the office hours channel, jumping over to the YouTube chat. Appreciate everybody hanging out with me and asking questions. So First question here from M. Jackson. I'm struggling with getting players I like into my lineups for college football. Is it best to bump their projections or jam them in with an exposure or another method that I'm not thinking of? Okay, really good question here. So let's go to uh, college football here for last Saturday, probably. Um, Best option here, go to Saturday, go to this 14-game main slate here. So a couple things here just that I do want to uh, call out here. So we have all the games up at the top. If you have the show game panel on, so in the top right hamburger menu, turn on this show games panel and then we'll show all the games. Uh, You used to be able to edit these team totals up here at the top. That moved. That moved to team steps. So now what you can do is you can come in here and you should be able to adjust the projected points. It might be grayed out because the slate already played. I'm actually not a hundred percent sure why that is. So let me just make a note for myself. Um, team total adjustments, CFB. But this would be one way to do it. Another way you could do it is just adjust the player's projection in the app here. Personally, I think projection adjustments help get you the players uh, that you want the most. So if you are making, if you you know you know you want Bo Nix, um, increasing his projection is probably going to be the easiest way to do it in my opinion, like probably the most sim friendly way. You could jam it in with min exposure, that's going to work fine too. Um we we've, we've been making some I know there were some bugs that we had this weekend specifically I know there was one around min exposure, so it's possible that you were running into something like that. Uh we are aware of of you know some users or subscribers having issues with that. So we've been doing our best to troubleshoot it and figure out what's going on. So I think that whatever issues that you were having were probably addressed in one of those bugs. So my projection or min exposure are going to be your best friends here. And then you can also adjust the team totals, uh, which I will find out why they are grayed out. Patrick said thoughts on adding Sims to the super flex contest. Um, I believe that is firmly in our roadmap here. Uh, Just can only move so fast, but we are doing our best to get all of this out for you guys. All right, Uh, I did answer Brad's question. I did answer Benny Hanna's question. I did not know Kelsey was uncertain for the opener after hyperextending his knee. That is a very interesting development here. We will see what they do. All right, Uh, question from Ryan. Ryan said, good to have you back, Andrew. Thanks, man. How do you approach the FanDuel uh, showdown format for NFL? Or they, they call it single game, right? So let's go over to NFL. Let's go over to FanDuel and let's go to this one Friday. So a couple different things with FanDuel, right? One of the major things here is that FanDuel only has five players in a lineup, and their um, their MVP slot does not cost any more to roster than their flex. So Patrick Mahomes in the flex is 18,000 salary. If on DraftKings, he would be 1.5x his salary, but And FanDuel, he's not 1.5x's salary. He's actually the same salary, but his points get a multiplier here. So I think one thing that on FanDuel that I uh, suggest people do is don't get too fancy with the MVP slot. You're probably best off, you know, just taking those points, right? Because you're not paying any more money to get the points. You're just getting this 1.5x multiplier at a reduced salary. So, um... If, if you're trying to get different, I think the best place to get different is always going to be in the flex spots here, but just be aware that, you know, there's there's no difference in salary for MVP versus flex, even though there's a point multiplier, be aware that there's only five players in this lineup, so the risk of duplication is a lot higher here. Uh, I would love for them to adopt what they do for like NBA, where they have their uh, their star, their uh, utility, and their um, any flex, right? So I think that that format is a lot more creative here. Don't know why they don't adopt it for NFL, but but those are like my key points for FanDuel single game. Going to have to use some, uh, think about some game theory and, and how to approach it from there. All right. Franklin said, how do you use a randomizer for a sport like tennis? How to filter for Linus with only one to two SIM optimals. Great question. So let's go back to uh, tennis here. So I'm going to go to tennis for DraftKings here eight match quarterfinal going on today. So a couple things here, right? So one, I'm going to run my build. Um, I'm just going to leave the pool size at 500. Just know that when sim diversity is at 10 is when you will see the sim optimals custom metric. So if sim diversity is at nine, eight, eight seven, etc., here, you will not see that sim optimal summary statistic. The sim optimal summary statistic is specifically for sim op, for sim diversity 10 because that sim diversity 10, we are taking a single sim of each match on the slate. We are running that slate simulation one time and then we're, we are building the highest projected lineup under the salary cap for that slate simulation and then inserting it into your pool. The thing that can happen is that we can have the same construction show up more than once, but we can't put the lineup. Into your pool more than one So what we do is we tally that information as a summary statistic that ultimately gets used in our saber score formula here. So in this top lineup, we see that the sim optimals are four. So this th- this group of six players here showed up in the winning lineup four different times when we were trying to construct a pool of five hundred lineups for you. So if you want to sort by sim optimals, uh, you used to be able to sort by sim optimals here. So don't know where that went. If it's a if it's a summary statistic, it should be an option to sort by here. So let me make a note sim optimal sorting. And I will figure out where that went. And then uh, you know, a first part of the question was how do you use the optimizer for tennis? Uh, I think our tennis sims are great. I think tennis is an awesome sport to simulate. It's a very binary outcome. You know, you win, you lose, and like similar to like MMA. So that's why you see this this big uh, you know range of outcomes, like uh, a lot of of the distribution is in this 10 to 40 point range. You see a little bit of a dip here, and then you see another set of very high outcomes where they just crush and they get, you know, 60 to 80. So this range of outcomes, you know, is is very interesting to look at and, and to analyze just shows you the power of the Sims here. I've heard a lot of our users been playing during the US Open and been having a lot of fun, been having a lot of success. So don't think there's a ton you need to do with projections, with ownership. I think that most of your works and still be focused in the post-build here, uh, looking at, you know, combinations of players. Maybe you're running lineups on, maybe you're running cash lineups, trying to see, you know, what p- who are people paying up for? Who are people paying, paying down for? It looks like this is like a great example. Everyone wants to pay down for Rublev and pay up for Djokovic. So like that could be something like, hey, you know, uh these two are going to be used in a lot of lineups together. Maybe I want to, you know, play maybe I want to set a rule where I only use one of them in order to get different on this 16 player slate here, right? Because you're probably going to have a better chance of being duplicated on this slate, but just, just some thoughts. there. some, a little game theory for you guys. Okay. Uh, Franklin also said, ask about NASCAR. So if you just go over to all slates, go to sport, go to NASCAR here, and then you will see the Cup Series uh, for Sunday's race here. And then you know projections always get updated uh, later in the week here. I know we're getting down to the playoffs with NASCAR, where they start dropping like two drivers at a time here. So fields are going to start shrinking here. So that makes it even a little bit more interesting. But um, ultimately, you know, very similar to to tennis with the six-player format here. So take some of those concepts that we talked about and then apply them for NASCAR as well. All right, Wi-Fi said, SaberSim is definitely good for tennis. I made more money in tennis during the U.S. Open than I did for MLB without any tennis knowledge. Uh, that's a great testament, you know, to our models team. Shout out to Eric, Will, Matt, Um, you know, Matt overseeing everything as the founder of SaberSim and Eric and Will doing all the dirty work there. So they put a lot of work into that model, all of our models. You know, we stand behind all of our models and try to give you guys uh, solid you know, tools and projections and everything here. So glad to hear you're having success. I did hear about a lot of other users having success as well. Uh, Some of those more niche sports can, can, uh, you know, definitely squeeze out a little bit more edge sometimes. All right. Uh, Franklin said, her heard NASCAR is best for randomizer. Can you show up? Uh, so NASCAR here, you know, go to settings. Um, I would stay in our sim mode, you know, just, just to be clear, you know, when you click over to optimizer, you have this randomness option. This is to uh, basically uh, you're treating every player as if they are normally distributed based on their mean and their a uh, standard deviation here. And then you're creating a bell shaped curve for all of them here. Uh, if you click on any one of their names, you're going to see their range of outcomes in our Sims here. And you're going to see, you know, these are probably times where Truex, um, you know, crashes or his car breaks down, or, you know, he loses a bunch of placement points, uh, et cetera here. Right. And then you're going to see what are his more likely outcomes, which is the second side of the distribution. So this is all being accounted for when you build lineups. So I would stay in Sim mode. I would build your pool of lineups. Uh, Sim Never 10 is going to take a single instance of the race, and then build you five, build you a lineup based on that instance, and it's going to do that five hundred times for you here. So aside from any minor uh, projection adjustments just to unlock lineups here, not really doing too much else in the home screen here. Uh, doing most of my work in the post build. All right, uh, question here says new customer, having trouble figuring out the optimizer. I have four MLB contests at six PM. So the best place to start here, up in the top right, click this hamburger menu, go to help. And then when you do that, you're going to go to our support library. This initial video is very helpful here. And when you go there, you're going to get this pop-up, Getting Started with SaberSim. This is going to be the video to watch. It's going to walk you through uh, using the app, you know, from start to finish. So check out this video. It's going to be the best place to start. I will even drop it in the chat. So you can just have a quick link to it. So that is now in the chat. Wi-Fi said, Yeah, even CSGO is profitable, makes some nice breakfast money every morning. Awesome stuff you guys got. Thanks, man. Uh, you know, Will is uh very responsible for all of our esports model. You probably see him in your contest Performed racer. If you've seen the name, uh crushing CSGO and League of Legends regularly. So shout out to Will. All right, so last question at the moment here from Prime. Prime said, Can we limit NFL flex to just wide receiver without unchecking each running back tight end player box? Okay. Great question here. Let me go back to SaberSim, Get this pulled up for you. All right. Back in the app, going to go over to NFL, and then we will just pull up the Thursday to Monday slate here and uh, show how to do this here. So the easiest way to do this is going to be to go to flex. And then from the flex, what you want to do. So you said that you want to only play wide receivers in the flex. So then, right click on position. This is just a filter table. So it's just going to show you the players. So basically I want to see the tight ends and the running backs right now. And then in the top left corner, this checkbox with it in the header row will auto uncheck all the players that we are looking at. So we are looking at all the running backs and tight end, and we are saying, I do not want to play them in the flex. So then I'm going to hit apply here. And then I'm going to, Re-filter for all the players by clicking select all now only wide receivers are checked in my flex so therefore the only the wide receivers can be put into the flex spot when we rebuild our lineups here so that is the quickest and easiest way to do that All right. Uh, We're all caught up with questions. Just hit the hour mark here. Uh, Happy to be back after the long weekend here. Hope you guys enjoyed the stream with Jordan on Friday. Just a reminder that Jordan is going to be back with me on Thursday for a NFL showdown focused stream. And then back with me again, Friday for a week one preview stream. So be on the lookout for uh, more information. Uh, If you guys have... If you guys have questions specific to those topics, drop them in the office hour channel. We will keep a running log of questions specific to those uh, contests here and then answer them all again on Thursday. But but, um, before we get out of here, question from Wesley. How often are the MLB projections updated throughout the day? When's the best time to run with the final projections? Uh, Great question. So I would say that the best time to run lineups is when the lineups are confirmed. So if I go to, you know, the main slate for, for today, for MLB here. Um, I'm surprised some of these lineups are already out, but, um, you know, usually, usually lineups are out like three hours to before the game starts. So once these teams have a check mark here that is saying like, Hey, the St. Louis lineup is out and confirmed. The Braves lineup is out and confirmed. And then the Royals lineup is out and confirmed. Uh, I always like to do my final build as close to, as when, as many games are, um, lineups are out as possible so if you could do it with all the games and you never have to come back and check to see if anybody is out in in your lineups right uh sometimes these late games will have a surprise uh sit you know maybe vlad jr isn't playing today or something like that and then now you have to go and quick swap your lineups after lock here um but i would say if you could wait till all the lineups are out great if you can't if you're in a crunch I would say at least wait till the games that are starting right at lock. So these 4:05 p.m. games, I'm on the West Coast here. I would make sure that these two are out uh, before running my lineups, right? And ideally, you would get like all these 4 o'clock games, and then you could check back at the hour and make sure all the other games are out. But something along those lines uh, should serve you well. But all right, everybody, uh, if you guys are building lineups throughout the day, question pops in your head, drop it in the Office Hours channel, drop it in the upcoming stream on YouTube. I will have the streams scheduled out for the week later today here. But until then, take care. Good luck in your contest. I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.